Welcome to a Friday, March 9th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Wonder Woman 2 director Patty Jenkins has apparently confirmed the casting of Kristen Wiig as Cheetah on Twitter. She just tweeted this out. So excited to confirm the most thrilling news. Yes, it's true. So incredibly lucky to welcome the sensationally talented Kristen Wiig to our Wonder Woman family. Can't wait to finally work with one of my favorites and so excited by what we have planned. Hashtag Cheetah. So it sounds like she's obviously probably signed on the dotted line and, and ready to go is Cheetah. Yeah, I think this is, uh, were we 100% sure that Cheetah was going to be in the film? I know like everybody was assuming that, but I didn't, I don't know if we actually had official confirmation of that. Yeah, that's what Variety, uh, or okay. no, Deadline, I think that initially reported that it was Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. Right. So this is confirming both of those. So that's, yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that Patty Jenkins has wanted her and got her. So like I said, I I don't think I would have picked Kristen Wiig, but obviously Patty Jenkins is a much more talented filmmaker than I am and sees something that she really wants to have. So I'm glad she got it. Yeah, it's close between you and Patty. Right. I, I would give her the edge. Um, yeah. And I like I, I agree with pretty much everything you said there and what we said before. I, I wouldn't have picked her, but I, I think she's a really great actress and I've liked her and everything I've seen her in and whatever Patty Jenkins wants from Cheetah, she sees it in Kristen Wiig. So that gets me excited about it. Yeah. Patty Jenkins has definitely earned the right to do basically whatever she feels like. With a Wonder Woman film, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we got some new details on sci-fi's Krypton from Den of Geek. So there's a, a quote from executive producer Cam Welsh. He says, maybe I'm biased, but I think there's plenty of interest in the world of Krypton without Superman. We haven't really seen much of this world before, and it's just this open book that allows us to tell a story that hasn't been told. Yeah, and that's what that's what makes me so excited about it. Obviously, they are introducing some comic book characters like Brainiac and Adam Strange, and even a couple of the Kryptonians have had a few appearances here and there. But I like it's kind of a blank canvas. It's a it's just a sci-fi space show, and that it has ties to Superman mythology, and I think that that allows it to have a, a fresh start. And I don't have any a ton of preconceived notions of these characters, a little bit about the world, but I, you know, fans watching this won't have to bring in a bunch of baggage other than you know, the characters like Adam Strange and, and Brainiac that they do know. Um, but it's it's mostly an open book, like he says. Yeah. And it, for me, you know, I'm just excited because this looks like a really cool science fiction show. And the fact that it is set on Krypton and involved involves Adam Strange and Superman and all that stuff is just the extra like three inches of icing on top of that cake. So oh. it's this is like this is basically my perfect show idea and they're making it so hopefully they do it well because i'm pretty excited that sounds disgusting three inches of icing <laughs> it's really good icing oh, okay well i feel like you would not feel good after eating that cake probably not uh so it goes on in the article and says we're just peeling back a lot more layers than we've seen before part of what is exciting about doing this is that we get to get really specific and really detailed and really into this world again that is music to my ears <laughs> Yeah, I love I love this approach they're taking. They're really building out the world of Krypton, which was the thing I was most excited about before we even heard that Brainiac and Adam Strange and eventually other uh, Kryptonian and, and other characters will show up. I was excited about just seeing this world of the world of Krypton and some of the details they go through are pretty interesting. Uh, just how they plan everything out. So there's no paper on the planet. They don't use paper to write stuff down. And you look at all the walls, which this article had another picture of a, a Kryptonian set, which looks really cool. You'll see Kryptonian graffiti all over the walls. And um, he, he said he just trusted his his set designers to not write anything offensive on there. But it, it's kind of cool. You can see the neat design and, and all the attention to detail that they put into it. Um, there's also like these high protein 
rodent slash insect hybrids that are apparently eaten. Um, I'm excited to see what those look like, I guess. And they cook them over sort of blue crystals. Um, That's neat. And and it talks about how it it is inspired somewhat by the, you know, they take a little bit from the original Superman, Richard Donner, Krypton, but it's it's clearly got a lot of the, the more modern influences, especially John Burns, Krypton, and everything like that. It's a they point out how it's it never seems to be midday on the planet because it's there's a red sun and it's just yeah. slightly darker there. So I, I I love all this attention to detail and for a show that's been in development that we've known about since 2014, uh, they've taken that time to really build out the world. Yeah, there's there's so many little details and it looks like a very lived in world. It looks like if you were really dropped onto an alien world, this is something that it could possibly look like which is which is pretty cool I, i'm really really liking all of the the different set pictures we've gotten so far i've been really impressed yeah they also point out you know there's guilds on krypton and one thing that's interesting the higher you are ranked is how high you literally live so the the very top of the skyscraper are the highest ranked members of each guild and then if you live basically on street level you're you know the lowest rank and, and it's another interesting take but it definitely shows how how much thought was put into this world yeah so that will debut on wednesday march 21st we're just we're really closing in on that date yeah we are uh on to merger news quickly um at&t cfo john stevens just said he expects the merger to go through with time warner of course you would expect him to say that before the court court date you wouldn't expect him to say i think we're gonna we're gonna fail but they do seem committed to to doing that and so um I'm, i think they're they're confident it'll go through i think it i think the most likely situation is that it will go through and in some way or form they might have to sell something off sell some assets but i think the most likely solution to whatever happens with time warner is that they get purchased by at&t yeah and i'm just looking forward to it being wrapped up we've we talked about <laughs> this before we just want it to be to be over and kind of have the dust settle and you know have a nice stable business plan for them to to go forward with yeah we want to see what what things will be like going forward yeah i'm definitely all about that so the court date is set for march 19th that's the start of the court date and hopefully uh things get resolved eventually after that yeah all right well that is all we have for today thanks for listening we'll be back tomorrow